Hello and welcome back to the IAU podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Eddie Gallant from Team Ireland. Eddie is from Belfast in Ireland, but he currently lives and works in Madrid, Spain. Eddie is a very familiar face on the ultra-running scene, having taken part in his first IAU Championship race in Madrid back in 2007. This was the European Championships, and he went on to compete in the World Championships later that year in Drummondville, Canada. Since then, Eddie has competed in every European and World Championship at 24 hours, and including the IAU Championship events, Eddie has competed in 38 by 24 hour races, and has also completed races at 50k, 100k, 100 mile, 6 hours, 12 hours, 48 hours and 6 days and he currently holds the Irish national record for 12 hours. Eddie is currently in lockdown in his apartment in Madrid caused by the COVID-19 pandemic and I think that's the only reason that he has actually agreed to do this podcast. So I'm delighted that Eddie has agreed to take part in this interview. Eddie, welcome to the podcast. Hello, John. Eddie, you ran in your first IAU European Championships in Madrid back in 2007. Can you tell me how that came about? Well, I saw that the, the year before there had been a World Championship in Taipei, and I saw that uh, Ireland had a team there. I thought that uh, I could do a similar number of kilometres to, to some of the members of the team. So I contacted Hilary Walker in the IAU and asked her who, who was responsible for ultra running in Ireland. And she put me in contact with Richard Donovan. So I got in contact with Richard and he very kindly registered me for the for the European Championship in Madrid uh, that year. And since then you've gone on to compete in eight European Championships, nine World Championships. Some years they were both combined. Your most recent being the 2019 World Championships in Albi, France. Can you tell me what you have noticed over the years since you took part in the first one back in 2007. What do you think of how the races have developed? The number of countries participating has got much bigger and the number of runners from each country has got much bigger and, and the crews and, uh, and it's become much more, much more professional. And back in 2007 in Madrid, would you remember roughly how many participants or how many countries took part in that one? Uh, I, couldn't, I, I have to check. <laughs> I can't remember. The reason I ask that is because everyone seems to know you. Like whenever we go to an event, everyone knows Eddie Gallen and they're looking for Eddie Gallen. So I'm just wondering, is it because you seem to have evolved with the race that you're always there and when new teams start to come in, they all, I suppose, get to see that you're one of the regular faces? Would you say that's the case? Yeah, probably. Because I suppose not, not many people have, have stayed in their national team since 2007. Yeah, it's probably uh, just people recognise me from previous years. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Actually, I wonder how many people would have the same kind of racing history as you with regards to these uh, championship events are. Not many. No, no, I'm sure. Not too many, yeah. I think Posado, the, the, the Spanish runner Posado, you know, he had been in almost all of them until, uh, until I think it was Albi, and then he, he was dropped. But he, I think he'd been in all the championships that I've been in as well. Okay, that's a good record to have. Now, out of all the races that you have participated in, is there any standout memories? Well, yes. Uh, obviously, when, when I made my debut for the Irish team, or for the Irish team for Ireland in, in Madrid in 2007, that was, that was memorable. And then the same year, the World Championship was in Canada, in Drummondville. And that was, that was the first time I ever travelled outside Europe, so that was an experience. Then the next year, 2008, the World Championship was in Korea. And that was another 
another event I remember. And then after that, all the races were in Europe. Uh, and of course, the, the highlight of my sporting life probably was the World Championship in Belfast. Uh, I was the captain of the Irish team in my city. And that's probably something that, uh, even as a child, you would never have dreamed of. So that, that was definitely the highlight of my international career. And outside of the IAU events, you have competed in 38 24 hour races in total, and you've also ran 50k, 100k, 100 mile, 6 hours, 12 hours, 48 hours, and 6 day. What would be your favourite event of all? Uh, definitely 24 hour is my favourite event because that's probably the one that I'm best at. And it's the one that lets me represent Ireland. And I think that the camaraderie that you see in the in a 24 hour race is something that you, you don't see, well, maybe in, in other ultra events you see, but uh, I've never been to any of those events, but I imagine there's a similar atmosphere where the, there's great camaraderie between the, the, the members of the team and the helpers, and there's great camaraderie with the other teams. There's a, a unique atmosphere where uh, all the teams help each other and if you need anything, your your neighbours in the in the in the team area will help you. And I think that's something unique. Yeah, that's actually a good point because with the twenty four races, the pace allows people to actually mix with each other. Because a lot of times you will be falling into the pace of somebody else, even if it's just for a hello or a brief chat. And the teams do the team support crews do get a chance to actually mix with each other. And like you said. It is a very social thing that people do help each other. It's very competitive, but there's a friendliness around that competition as well. And that is unique. You don't get that in many other sports. I think it's also very important, the, the, the helpers that each team have. They're almost as important as the runners. And, and as you say, that the fact that the helpers all have time to, to mix with each other. And it's like, it's like one big family, to be honest. No? And, and that's, that's the nice thing about it. As you say, there's a competitive element but there's also, it, it's all fair play, it's all good sportsmanship and probably something you, you don't see in any other sport. Yes, it's friendly competition and you can see in the time before the event that you can see people kind of meeting each other again first time since the last yeah. race and there is that friendly atmosphere going on. Yeah, it's, it is, it's great and there's a lot more time to actually, there's a lot more opportunities to actually meet with other people as well. Now you mentioned that the 24 race being the one you're best at but you also hold the Irish 12-hour record. And you, as well as that, you have a few M50 and M55 records. Obviously, you're quite good at the other disciplines, but the 24-hour is obviously your favourite, so that's you enjoy that a bit more. Yeah, no, I enjoy all the auto races, but 24-hour seems to be the one where I, I, I obviously have most experience and, and I, feel, I feel more comfortable. And outside of 24 hour racing, what would your favourite event be? Uh, the Spartathlon, for sure. I think that's uh, the best event in the world for me, I'd say the, the World and the European Championships. I think the Spartathlon has also a unique atmosphere. And there's a, also, probably it's the same thing, that there's a camaraderie in the Spartathlon that, that probably you don't see anywhere else. And you meet the same runners year after year, and you know the organisers, and, and it's, like, it's like a big family as well. When you say you meet the same runners year after year, I take it you've gone there a few times. I've been six times and I finished four times and I've abandoned twice. The president of the Spartathlon Association, the last time I went at the closing ceremony, he said, uh, some of you have finished and some of you haven't finished. He says, but it doesn't matter. We're a family and every year the family gets bigger. 
And I thought that, that was a very nice thing to say. Yeah, that's quite nice. And with the Spartathlon, there isn't really any other race like that. No, no. It's very unique, isn't it? Like the finish, the closing ceremony is, there's nothing can really compare with that. No, exactly. Yeah, they, they give it so much importance. You know, that, uh, not just uh, the, the sport, but the cultural element that, that's in it as well. Yeah, and they, they treat you uh, like like you are a hero, no? So it's, and, and until you actually experience it, it's uh, you, you probably don't. It's difficult to transmit what, what it's all about. You know? And outside of the races that you have done, is there any race that you haven't done that you would like to do? One that will be on your bucket list. Well, I would like to have another go at a 48 hours and another go at a six days. And also, I'd like to have a go at a last one standing. I think that would be a interesting challenge. So it's the endurance element of the events you like? Yeah, because I I don't really have any speed. And uh, I've only done one 48 hour race and one six day race. And they didn't go very well for different reasons. And I'm curious to see how, how I could get on. And how do you think the 48 hour differs from the 24 hour? I've only done one, so I can't really say, but I would imagine it would differ very little. Apart from the second night, probably not sleeping would be a problem. But I imagine it would be very similar to try to maintain the same speed and, and probably get a little bit slower, a little bit slower as, as the thing goes on. I know from my own experience, having finished the 24 race, that I've never really felt like I could continue on. And the thoughts of a 48 hour aren't, well, in some ways I'm curious, but in other ways they're not really that appealing. Yeah, well, probably, probably you would you would go slower in a forty-eight hour, and then you you wouldn't probably in a twenty-four hour you would give everything you've got for those twenty-four hours. But I, I suppose in, in a forty-eight hour issue, you would probably go a bit slower and 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 realise that you still have another twenty-four hours to go afterwards. You would probably try to keep something in reserve. But there's still the whole sleep deprivation thing as well, though. Regardless, I suppose of what you do to be staying mentally alert for that amount of time, like is quite tough. Yeah, yeah, but I know if people can stay awake in a last one standing for for almost three days, in theory of 48 hours, you should be able to. Probably it's difficult at night when it gets dark and your sleep pattern kicks in, but I suppose if you manage to push through that with music or a coffee or something, then, then I suppose when the sun comes up again, uh, you, you probably feel more awake again. But as I, I've only done one and, and it didn't go well. So, so Eddie, at the moment... With the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of races are being postponed or in some cases cancelled. The next one on your calendar would have been the 24 race in Belfast. That's gone. And then we have mm-hmm. the 24 European Championships in Verona. Now, at the moment, that's still scheduled to go ahead, but we're, we're still uncertain. What are your thoughts for the rest of the year? Well, I, I imagine the 24-hour European Championship will be cancelled. I don't see any any races happening until about maybe November, December, if, if we're lucky. So I think re- really this year is lost. Um, well, next year we'll see uh, what the calendar looks like. And I don't think it'll be possible to to find a new date for these races which are going to be cancelled. It's going to be too complicated on the international calendar, but, but we'll see. And hopefully we'll return to some bit of normality then towards the end of the year. Yeah, I hope so. Fingers crossed that the European Championships do get to go ahead. Yeah, fingers crossed, but it's not looking good. Okay, Eddie, I'll leave it at that. So thanks very much for your time. And hopefully we'll get to cross paths sooner rather than later. Okay, I hope so, John. Thank you very much. 